Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello. You have reached the Locked On NFL podcast. I hope I don't sound any different to you right now, but I was having garage band issues. I think they, I might have to pick up a new mic over the weekend. But anyways, uh, I'm doing it in the old format. I hope it's not too quiet. Um, I'm Matt Williamson. Drop me a note on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get into last night's game. There's not that much to talk about, especially if you're the Dolphins, and I've been, I've been a Dolphin supporter, and I do think that the the team's going in the right direction. But this was an ugly game. AJ Green was an utterly dominant player against you know Lippett and you know Tony Lippett and Howard, overmatched. Um, in both the Bengals wins this year, AJ Green's really carried the team. First, you know, week one and week four now. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I mean, I think he needs to be superhuman with those around him um, to beat good teams. Not that Miami's a good team. Um, the Bengals really dominated the first half, but Miami did hit a quick play to Stills. You know, that was their what the second second snap of the game. Um, <laughs> the Beng and, that, and this is crazy. The, the on that Stills play, the Bengals blitzed on that play and got beat by it. They only blitzed one more time the entire game, you know, even with the lead. And it really didn't even matter. There was five sacks, and they all came from four-man pass rush. Uh, they also swatted a couple balls at the line of scrimmage. Um, the, the Dolphins' offensive line, they were on their third center. Tunsil had to go from guard to left tackle. It was totally reshuffled. And they were a major problem, to say the least. I mean, the... Uh, Geno Atkins was the utterly dominant player. Dunlap's having a great year. I may have underrated him a little bit. He's playing extremely well. Tannehill was under a lot of pressure and didn't handle it well. Uh, he did not play real well in this game at all. Um, he, he, there was a strip sack near the end of the first half. He needs to protect the ball better. That's become a, an issue with him, too, is, you know, when bodies around him, you can't just hang the ball out there with one hand. you got to protect the football in, in traffic like that. Um, but Cincinnati, I mean, in a way, they're not they're lucky, but they, they got red zone issues, you know, and, and they didn't run the ball very well, and I, I think Miami deserves credit for that. Um, but the Cincinnati had to settle for three way too often. You know, I mean, it was 16-7 at the half, and – Miami had 104 yards of offense, and 74 of it was on the Stills touchdown. You know, one play. So, you know, if Cincinnati keeps that trend up, it's going to be hard for them to put people away, I guess, is really my issue here. They need to get that corrected. Uh, what else does there really take from this? Um, also, you know, going back to Tannehill with, you know, his fumble, when Miami was driving and had a chance to get back in this game, Tannehill had a bad interception. That's not going to get it done. Uh, he did not handle pressure very well. I thought Dalton did play well. Um, they still need Eifert. I'm still going to harp on that. I mean, I think he's missed, but 
Um, AJ Green just took things over. You know, Dalton played very well actually. He hit on his deep balls too. Um, the one thing I didn't understand, cause like I said, it was sixteen seven at the half. Jay Ajayi to me looked good. I thought he played well. Is there some reason they can't give him the ball at least a, you know five more times? I mean, they hardly use these the running games at all. Let alone the Ajayi who was playing well. Uh, I I don't know. And neither team ran the ball really at all. Um, another bright spot, I guess, for them is Rashad Jones. If you don't know who he is, we talked about him yesterday. He's a very good safety um, for for the Dolphins. But there really isn't much to get excited here if you're a Dolphins fan. It was a bad performance. There's no question about that. Okay, let's go. Let's go over all this week's games and make some picks. Uh, where am I right now so far in this league? I am 29 and 19 so far for the season. Not so wonderful. Um, well, I got the last one. I got last night's right. So I am 30 and 19 on the season. Not great. There was a lot of upsets last week. Got to do better than that. Our opening game means I got to. I'm not big on these. I don't like watching four games in a row, to be honest. I just get, as much as I love football, it, it, I'd rather sleep in a little more and not be glued to Colts, Jaguars, and then do four in a row because I feel like I drift a little bit and it's just out of my routine. But that's all right. It's a very pivotal game, actually. And <laughs> that bad division, it's looking worse all the time, really, especially the J.J. Watt injury and how Houston looked in New England. So this could be a pivotal playoff consequences type of game Colts at Jaguars I like how the Jags are always at home when they're in London um it goes back to my theory that they should play 17 games with one non uh one neutral game site but anyways should be competitive I don't like the way Bortles is playing I don't like the Colts defense I think the Jaguars are the more talented team I guess they've made this road trip more maybe they're more accustomed to it I think Luck's playing very well, though, and I just don't trust the way Bortles is playing. He's regressing in a big way. He needs to take to some coaching or get some coaching and correct his his deliveries poor. His decisions aren't great. So I'm going to take the Colts here and what I think could be a lot of points. And, I, again, that's one of these teams like the Colts, the Saints, the Falcons, that yeah, I just expect a lot of points in their games no matter what because their defense is bad. I think their offense is good. Are some injuries here for the Dolphins, though, or for the Colts, though? I mean, is Dorsett going to play? Moncrief is out. Leaves them pretty light. I just think they figure out a way to win this one, and then the heat really turns on in Jacksonville in the coaching situation. I think the Panthers will handle the Falcons in what, again, is a really pivotal game in NFC South division. Is uh, the Falcons start a really stretch, a tough stretch of games here. If they start falling off, you could see the Panthers taking this division as most expected. But if they beat the Panthers here, they're really in the driver's seat in the South. Um, I just don't think that they'll rush the passer nearly close to as well as Denver did in week one or the Vikings did this past week. And I think Newton will do well and basically have, have success throwing to anyone but true font, <laughs> you know, throw it a lot to Olsen, probably Funches, probably Ginn. And I don't know if they'll run the ball all that well without Stewart, but I think that still will be a productive, you know, day on the ground for Carolina. Maybe Cam's going to do some more running himself. So I think they are clearly the favorites here. 
Uh, I do think Julio can rip up that Panther secondary, but I, I think Carolina kind of makes a statement here, and we kind of see Atlanta come back to earth a little bit. This is the toughest game for me to pick of the week, though, is Raiders at Ravens. I'm going to take the Raiders. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if it was in Oakland. It wasn't a, quote, 10 o'clock start for their, their body clocks. We're going to see how real the Ravens are here, especially on defense. And, I, and I'm impressed with their defense. I think their defense will be difficult, you know, will, will be challenging all year. They'll be a good defense all year. But I don't think they match up well against Tra Crabtree and Cooper. That's a problem for me. Uh, I think the Raiders' offensive line can control this game somewhat. Flacco's playing well and not getting the credit he deserves for that. But uh, is he going to light the secondary up? David Amerson's playing really well. I don't really trust the, way, the Ravens' weaponry all that much. And the defense looks like it's turning the corner a little bit with Oakland, too. And Carl Joseph being inserted in the lineup gives him a lot more physicality, athleticism, first-round ability, the strong safety position, much needed. Um, one thing I've noticed, though, uh, of this slate of games, and I kind of hate to say it because I don't mean to cut you guys short, but I'm struggling to find upsets or, you know, many games that I expect to be down to the wire, which probably means they all work. You know, that's how the NFL works. But uh, there's it, not a lot of great games. And Raiders-Ravens is right at the top of the list, I think, is most competitive games of the week. I don't think this one will be competitive, and that's Lions at Bears. The Bears are just too bad right now. Although the Lions' defense is very susceptible. Uh, they're very injured right now. Uh, they're very banged up at the second level in particular. I just don't know how much the Bears can take advantage of that. And I think the Lions' offense goes off. You know, they think they run the ball. I think that Stafford has a monster day. They put up a lot of points in Chicago. Tennessee gets Houston. I don't think any of us think that the Texans are as bad as we saw them last Thursday, you know, a little over a week ago. I think they rebound well at home. I have a lot of faith in the defense. I don't have much faith in the Titans. I don't see any big plays coming from that side of the ball. And the thing I really like for Houston here is Hopkins, Fuller against the Titans corners. I think that's a big, big advantage for them. And I know there's no Watt, but I think this team pulls it together in a professional manner, and moves on from that and plays well against an inferior team, much like the Patriots would. And I think New England's going to crush the Bills. Just crush them. I think we're going to get Garoppolo. I think you'll get a lot of Blunt. Doesn't like look like you're going to get Sammy Watkins. Whew. I think the Patriots' defense is stifling, well-coached, good on special teams. Uh, they're the best team in the league, and I think they go to 4-0 easily and then Tom Brady returns, and look out. Seattle at the Jets is interesting because it's a cross-country road trip, and, you know, that, that makes it difficult, 10 o'clock start. You know, the biggest weakness of the Seahawks is a weak offensive line. Biggest strength of the Jets is a great defensive line, a really physical group. So I can see minimal points in this one, but I just keep coming back to, you know, Decker's banged up. It doesn't look like Decker's going to play. Marshall's banged up. How, I don't know how the Jets score on this defense. I mean, this defense is top three at the worst. It's a great and truly elite defense right there with Minnesota and Denver. And I just don't see the Jets putting many points up. And not to mention, if Fitzpatrick is turnover prone yet again, then it gets ugly. So I'm taking Seattle. Low scoring game. Uh, I don't like that matchup for the Seattle O-line at all. 
but I do think Seattle's receivers will do well. Jimmy Graham can get involved. I think Wilson will do enough, but he's not 100% either. Browns at Washington's the last 1 o'clock game. And I'm going to take Washington, but I bet Cleveland plays them tough. Uh, Washington's really banged up right now, too. Their secondary's in trouble. They're moving. They might be shifting some offensive linemen around. I just can't take the Browns on the road against anybody right now. But I bet this is closer than people think. You know, if you're in these eliminator polls or whatever, I wouldn't just pencil in Washington there and say, oh, I I got no concerns. Because I don't think Washington's a very good football team. And and I really think that this could be... I don't think they're going to lose. Trust me, I'm taking the Redskins. But I don't think this is a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Jamison Crowder, I think he's somebody set up to have a very nice day, though. I mean, so that's something to get excited about. Uh, really, the receivers in general, whoever's not being guarded by Hayden, and I don't think he's 100% either, should have a nice day. Broncos at Bucks. Could this be one of those Steeler-Cardinal-type upsets, you know, where it's uh, one, a conference team goes on the road to a team they only play every four years and they don't bring their A game. They're unfamiliar with them. Winston goes crazy. Evans goes crazy. Yeah, I think that could happen. But without Doug Martin, and Evans going to draw serious, good, you know, strong coverage. And Winston, I think, is going to get hit a lot. I just don't know how the Bucks put up points. And I don't have a lot of faith in Tampa Bay's defense. I think the Tampa secondary is in for a long day. Not that they're going to let up huge numbers. I just think it's not a very good group. And against Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, they're overmatched there. Will Simeon take advantage of that? As long as he does to some degree, I think that's all he's going to need because I think Denver's defense will stifle the Bucks. And without Martin, they're a much different offense. They throw more than they really should. Rams at Cardinals. I, I'm back on the Cardinal train, and I'm not on the Ram train. That's basically it. I mean, do I think this is going to be a blowout, though? I mean, if if you would ask me after week one, I said, yeah, this will be a blowout. But the Rams always play the division tough. Um, the interior of that uh, Cardinals offensive line isn't playing all that well. That, you know, that worries me against Donald and Brockers and those guys. But I think Arizona stifles the Rams' offense in a big, big way. I don't know where the points come from with that. And it seems to be a theme, you know, talking about a lot of these games. And I know I'm going quickly over them. But, again, I just don't think that this, this slate has as much to talk about as, as some weeks. Um, I just don't know where the points come from with the Rams. You know, like the Bucks. I don't think the, the, the Bucks can put up a lot of points. I don't think the Jets can put up a lot of points. You know, there's a lot of these matchups where, you know, Tennessee, where you look at it and say – where are the points going to come from? And to me, that's going to be the Rams issue. And I don't think that's the issue with Saints at Chargers, though. I think this is going to be a barn burner, like we say with every Saints game. I'm taking San Diego at home, though. I, I, think, I do believe they're a much improved team. I do think the Allen and Woodhead injuries hurt quite a bit. But their line's playing well. Their defense is better. Does Verrett, you know, take out Cook to some degree? Uh, Cooks to some degree, I think. You know, I think so. I think the secondary does a pretty good job against this, uh, these Saints weapons. Uh, I think Saints will put up points, but I think they'll have a hard time stopping anybody. You know, again, it's just a bad unit on defense. And, and San Diego, I think, you know, if Gordon runs the ball well, yeah, I would imagine he has a huge day on the ground. Maybe not to the degree that the Falcons back did, did last week against the Saints, but I think he has a big day. I think Zeke Elliott has a big day in San Francisco, too. 
But no Des Bryant, I don't think that's a blowout. I really don't. And I think the Niners play them tough. I think the Cowboys try to shorten the game. They want to get out of there quick. I don't think there'll be a lot of snaps in this game. You know, a lot of three and outs from the Niners. But I think Carlos Hyde has a nice day. You know, I think he can move the chains and against this Dallas defense. It isn't that formidable. Uh, the Niners passing game is just so dismal, though. It's so bad. And maybe we see Kaepernick soon. I don't know what's going on there. All this talk of he's too skinny. He's, you know, he's get some weight back on before he can play. He played in the preseason. He's the backup. If Gabbert would get hurt, he'd be in the game. He's not too skinny for that. You know, is it more than, is it off the field things? Is it, it I don't understand this situation. I think you need to get him in there. Gabbert is proving highly ineffective. I do like the Cowboys offense, but without Des Bryant, I think there's a lot of explosion gone. I think that running the ball won't be as easy. Sunday night, we got Chiefs at Steelers. And I'm going to sound like a massive homer, but I think the Steelers rebound huge. And I've just watched this team for so long. Rarely do you see two bad outings in a row. And rarely do you see them play poorly in a primetime game when the whole nation's watching at home. Usually they are really, really good in those situations. And I know I'm always rough on the Chiefs, but I'm not super impressed with Kansas City. I mean, I do think the Steelers have some holes. Their offensive line hasn't played great of late. Their pass rush is poor. A lot of injuries on the second level, which I think can be exposed, as the Eagles did. But I'm not super impressed with the Chiefs, either. They don't rush the passer all that well. Um, their guard play is poor. That worries me against Hayward and Tuitt. Uh, I don't think Smith can keep up with Ben. I expect Ben's been playing much better at home than on the road. I would imagine that continues. So uh, I think Kansas City gets a lot of points put on them. And I think their, their quote, really good defense is a little bit of a fluke. And uh, I, the Chiefs are hard eval, though. I mean, I've been on the radio around here all the time in Pittsburgh, and it's like, tell me how good the Chiefs are. I'm like, I don't really know. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw him the ball six times last week. And maybe, and almost more, plus some fumbles that went they, they picked up. So, you know, they got gifts in that last game. And that's nothing, that's not their fault. But they're a hard eval for me right now. And this game will tell me more about the Chiefs, I think, than the Steelers. Giants at Vikings Monday night. This should be fun. This should be really fun. If you like defensive line play, this should be fun. Because those two offensive lines are not great. Those two defensive lines are great. And I don't see a lot of points. You know, the, Neither one of these guys have their top running backs. I don't think either team runs at all. So what's that mean? That means a lot of hits <laughs> on the quarterback. I think Sam Bradford's going to take a beating. I think Eli's going to take a beating. Um, can Beckham beat up on Rhodes and Waynes? Uh, I mean, he certainly has advantage on them. I like the Shepard matchup in the slot. I mean, I think that's the the one semi-weakness of the Vikings defense is you can pick on their slot slot guys, their corners, Captain Munner, Munnerland. But there's going to be a lot of pressure. I mean, there's going to be a lot of hits. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of points at all. And I just keep coming back to the Vikings defense, and I just think the Giants have more playmakers. I trust Eli more than I trust Bradford. And, you know, I trust Odell more than I trust Diggs. I trust Shepard more than whoever the next guy is in Minnesota. But at Minnesota on Monday night, I mean, that's a tough chore. And that place is going to be rocking. Uh, this could be like 10-7. I mean, I really do think this is going to be a very tight game. 
So I know we had a short one, especially for a Friday. I apologize. I didn't mean to buzz through all those games as fast as I did. I just, it's not a great slate. There's not a lot to really, really break down for his, for his, for his, these, for his, these games. Some mic issues and kind of screwed up my day, to be honest here. So we're going to have to look into that. I hope the audio is okay for you. And, you know, I'm sure you're looking for a little more, which I don't blame you. You know, I'm a national show. If your favorite team didn't get talked about enough, go to Locked On, your favorite team, and check them out there. So the, the, the Locked On network absolutely has you covered. Stop back Monday. We're going to go over games. We're going to do the same thing Tuesday. Wednesday will be Power Ranks. Thursday is going to be Thursday uh, game preview and Twitter Thursday. And then next Friday we'll break down games again. So it's been fun, guys. I hope you have a tremendous weekend. And be well. Take care.